Welcome to Pieces for My Puzzle. I'm your host, Nikki Ship, and I'm excited to be sharing with you my life with a son on the spectrum. This podcast is for anyone who is looking for quick tips and perspective, but most of all, for hope and inspiration. So sit back, relax, and let's put the pieces together. And welcome back to another episode of Pieces for My Puzzle. I am your puzzle master, Nikki Ship. Thanks so much for joining us today. Last week, we spoke about finding joy in your everyday life. It was a great little short episode about just quick tips on how to find joy, how to feel good, and how to keep the momentum going with your child on the spectrum. This week, we're going to talk about the myths of ABA therapy. I'm very passionate about this subject because it has actually helped Drayson quite a bit. And I, over the years, I've spoken to a lot of parents about ABA therapy. And everyone has had different experiences with ABA therapy. And even some parents have told me that they don't believe in it. And uh, that has been particularly difficult for me because I, I am such a believer in what ABA therapy has done for us in our household. So I've been researching some topics about um, how to combat some of the myths about ABA therapy and how to also consider maybe getting a second opinion if you don't necessarily agree with whoever's executing the ABA therapy. Um, So I'll just jump right in. I'm going to give you guys a few myths about uh, some of the misconceptions, I should say, about ABA therapy. And the first one is just to set the record straight. ABA is not a cure. The first myth is usually tends to think that ABA is going to correct or alleviate um, having autism. And it's not a cure. It's intended to help improve a person's quality of life. And it can also help with behavioral issues. And some behavioral issues are more intense than others. We were really lucky that Drayson is not aggressive. He doesn't hurt himself or hurt other people. But some kids do become aggressive or they become aggressive with themselves. I've talked to parents where if the child becomes upset, they'll start to hit their wall up against the head, excuse me, hit their head up against the wall or hit their head or try to hurt themselves. And we've been very fortunate that we haven't had to deal with that. But sometimes when you are dealing with aggressive type behaviors and you're trying to integrate ABA, it can be a little bit rough in the beginning. So I always like to tell people that, first of all, ABA is not a cure, but it, it can be used as a tool to help you in your household. And it has absolutely helped us with Drayson and his behaviors. Uh, the second myth is, um, I hear this a lot, ABA turns people into robots. And I, I I could not disagree more with that. Actually, it's quite the opposite. Um, ABA therapy actually helps to develop skills of self-advocacy, of negotiation, and other skills that can help express themselves. One of the biggest problems that happens for people on the spectrum is that they don't know how to communicate or they have a hard time communicating. ABA therapy has helped us to open up different channels and different ways of communicating with Drayson so that we can understand his wants and needs. And that's been hugely beneficial for us. Um, there, it's also crucial, crucial because you can also disseminate their likes and dislikes. And so part of ABA therapy is to help identify some of that, their likes and dislikes that you can use with, with some of the exercises and also just their daily needs. They're able to voice their daily needs. 
Myth number three is ABA is only for individuals with an autism diagnosis. And I'm going to say this jokingly. I told my husband this morning I was going to say this. I'm going to say that's not true because I use ABA therapy all the time on my husband. <laughs> but um, but it actually, that's not true. It's ABA therapy, when you go back into history, it actually is started as early as 1938. It's originated back um, and has evolved throughout the decades. But it's a therapy that can be used for actually quite a variety of social and behavioral uh, concepts, including uh, stop smoking, um, trying to lose weight. And um, it's even been used in reducing accidents in uh, work industry or in factory type settings. So ABA therapy can be used um, in lots of different avenues. But in particular, we have found the research has shown that the, the best therapy of choice for people on the spectrum, for kids, is ABA therapy. It's been the most effective to help with behavioral issues. Myth number four, all ABA programs are the same. Again, absolutely not true. There is no one size fits all. We've said it, I've said it before in previous podcasts, but once you've met one autistic child, you've only met one autistic child. Everyone is different. The spectrum is vast. And um, all the ABA programs are, are, are not necessarily the same. They're not a one-size-fits-all. They are actually catered to, to the goals that are intended to help that person. And it's a constant revolving door. So once you start ABA therapy, it never stays the same either. It's constantly evolving and changing. We're constantly doing um, different goals with Drayson. So the concept of ABA therapy itself is the same but the goals are always changing. And those goals are always changing so that you, we can help that person with communication, with their likes, dislikes, um, to help them with daily activities. So it's absolutely not the same for everybody. And so I've talked to lots of parents where we've compared notes on different types of, of ABA therapies that our, our child's going through. And Drayson's goals and objectives are completely different than than other parents that I've talked to with their kids. And sometimes the therapy or, or the, the execution of the therapy is different. So it, that's definitely to be an expectation. Myth number five, ABA doesn't consider uh, an individual's emotions. And again, um, I'm going to highly disagree. One of the biggest things we've used ABA therapy for is to help identify Drayson's emotions and his likes and dislikes and to understand what's been helpful for him. So um, I would ask for you to also take that into consideration that it helps with functional communication. And when he was three years old, he couldn't tell us if he was happy or sad or upset. He's 10. And of until recently, probably this last maybe year and a half, he's been able to start telling us if he's sad or if he's scared or if he's upset. So for us, it's been it's been a really big deal because if we hadn't had that ABA therapy in place, we wouldn't today be able to identify some of Drayson's emotions and help him through it. So that's been a big a big thing for us. And finally, myth number six, ABA creates goals for children without considering family goals. 
And um, again, that's not necessarily true. So our ABA therapy is actually done in home. He doesn't go to a clinical site. We have um, behavioral therapists that come into our home. And a lot of the goals that we talk about are helping him with in the home so he can identify what's dangerous and what's not dangerous. So we know that he's careful and he won't go and touch a hot stove or run an appliance without an adult there or go swimming without an adult. Like all of these things have also been been written into like an ABA therapy goal so that it's also a safety issue for us so that he can stay safe in the home. At the same time, again, his emotional needs can be met, and he's finding ways to communicate that with us, and we're also finding ways to have more family time and more social moments. But ABA therapy itself, if you, as a parent, if you have a concern, especially a, a concern in the home, a safety issue, you can gear ABA therapy goals around that with your care team. So if you, whether you do ABA outside of the home or in the home, you can talk to your, th- your provider about that and they can help you curtail something that you can use in the home. And that way it helps everybody in the family. So one of the questions I have to the audience that's listening today is, have you learned about ABA therapy yourself and how can you apply it in your own home? I think that it's equally as much of our responsibility. We shouldn't just leave it up to the therapist to uh, conduct ABA therapy with our child and help them through their goals. But I think it's important for us to have an understanding of that. So I encourage all of you to take a class or ask for help, um, find ways to learn about it. And don't just leave the ABA up to the specialists. You know, this is also up to you. It's your responsibility. And... um, We took a class, my husband and I took a class when Drayson was four or close to the, close to four years of age, excuse me, um, on ABA therapy. And it was a six week course. We went once a week and we met with um, a care team that basically did ABA with our child in another room and did basically also taught us ABA at the same time and how to help navigate that in the home. And then they would come back in and show us the recording of the behavior and how we could combat or circumvent those types of behaviors by implementing the ABA therapy. And so that was huge for us. It was a big game changer for us in the home because we finally felt like we had a tool and a resource that we could use in order to help our son and help also address his wants and needs and help us to ident- uh, excuse me to understand it. So if there's classes available, call you, you know, call some of your local agencies, ask them if there's parent classes that you guys can take so that you can learn about ABA therapy as well and implement it in your in your own home. And like I said, it works great from time to time on my husband too. <laughs> Not such a bad deal. <laughs> At the end of every episode, we want to do a story highlight or ask a question. So today I'm going to ask a question to our audience. So I would encourage all of you to please email us at info at piecesformypuzzle.com. And if we read your the answer to this question on the show, we'll go ahead and, and send you a little gift as a thank you. But my question to you is, have you tried ABA therapy with your child? And how has it helped you and your family? I would love to hear how it's helped you and your family. And what have you learned from ABA therapy yourself? Is there any little golden nuggets that you'd be able to offer to our audience? I would love to hear the answers to those questions. That's it for today. 
Uh, in the meantime, please like and follow us on Facebook and Instagram. And uh, feel free to subscribe to our YouTube channel if you haven't already at Pieces for My Puzzle. If you like what you're hearing, please spread the word to the uh, community. Let them know that we're here to help and offer resources and also be a listening ear. And if you like what you're hearing, you can also leave us a good rating on your preferred podcast platform of choice. Until next time, keep working on your puzzle. And remember, you don't have to have it all solved in a day. Take care. Thank you.